0: Good morning. We're glad that you're here Will you stand with us. We would love to have 100% participation this morning. How about that? Y'all join us in sing the only name that matters to me.
1: Amen. Hey, good morning, everybody. How's everyone doing? Good. It's good to see you guys. Happy Sunday and welcome to Kavanaugh Church and I'm, I'm so glad that you're here today. So glad that you made it out. We have a lot of guests here today. I, I've met several already and I am just want to give a special thanks to you for coming and joining us this morning in our worship experience. We're excited to have you um, and we're excited for you to see the rest of our worship t- set and then to hear the word of God preached today. Um, it, that's the, our, the most important thing that we do here is to spread the word and the gospel. So, so thankful that you are here and joining us this morning. And those online, thank you so much for tuning in. And we hope to see you here soon. Our worship team brought the hype this morning. Amen? Amen. Stand up for a second. Stand up. Stand up. We're about to go back into worship time. But you know what I mean by the word hype, right? It's extraordinary and intense promotion or proclamation. And I don't know about you, but there's a lot of, that I am thankful for in Jesus. There's so much that I can give him praise for right now, and I know that you can too. So what I want right now is for you to not hold back. I want you to give it your all. I want you to praise him, worship him, give him thanks in all ways that you can, and, and, and be thankful this morning for all he's done for your life. Let's pray, let's pray. Lord, we love you, and again, so thankful for you and bringing us all back together here today in this place, God. So thankful for our church, God. Be with us the rest of this service, God. May your spirit move and flow amongst your people today as the worship team continues to praise. And as your word is preached, God, open our hearts and help us to be the people that you want us to be. In your name, amen. Let's pray.
0: The name of Jesus Christ as Lord, Lord, we give you praise and offer our thanksgiving and gratitude this morning for all you do for us, for all you've done for us, yes. for those Father that have yet to meet you, Lord, we pray for them that today would be the day that they would encounter you, and that you, just the name of Jesus, if they just call in the name of Jesus, their lives would be transformed into what you have designed for them. Lord, we lift you up. We praise you in this place. Let you be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: big hand appreciate them hey Jason can you give me a hand right here I I lost my helper after this service I think I think my helper that brings the pulpit up is back in the nursery give give him a big hand you don't know who he is but give him a big hand for helping out in the nursery and and so that puts me in a jam but look at Jason go wow isn't Jason awesome man it's it's no step for Jason he got them both at, at one fell swoop and uh next man up right there buddy Love you, buddy. Love you, Jason. Jason helped me out last week. I was stuck in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, y'all know the devil's down in Georgia. <laughs> and, uh, and he wasn't going to let me out of there, man. I went down to preach a men's conference on Friday and Saturday, went back to the airport in Savannah on Saturday afternoon to get on my flight to come back here, and uh, they told me my flight was canceled. I said, you you got to be kidding. I mean, I'm, I'm performing heart surgery in the morning... <laughs> You know, I said that. They said, sorry, you're not getting out of here today. And uh, so I tried to get on Sunday, couldn't get home. Finally made it home on Monday, and man, I'm glad to be home. So uh, appreciate Jason preaching for me last week. I know he did a super job. Y'all thank him for filling in. Next man up. Well, what, it, what it did, though, it, it, it kind of messed up my preaching schedule. Uh, we are preaching through the, uh, the chapter of Matthew chapter 10. Just going verse by verse, I had five sermons from Matthew chapter 10, so we're a week behind. Now that doesn't mess with you, but it messes with me, all right? But it's okay, we're just going to keep on trudging through. Today we're going to look at a beautiful passage uh, where Jesus wants us to just simply follow him. Uh, Not peace that Jesus brought, brought, but he brought a sword. A few weeks ago when we started in Matthew chapter 10, uh, we read where Jesus called his disciples to be on mission with him. Uh, It was their marching orders. And really, Jesus has given us, Kavanaugh Church, the same marching orders. Just as he sent his men out to reach people in villages and cities and towns, he is sending you and I out to do the work of the ministry. We literally are his hands and his feet. We are his voice. And so that first week, we we talked about putting our work boots on because we have the work of the Lord to do. The second Sunday, we changed from work boots to combat boots because Jesus said, as I send you out, you're really going into battle. You're like a bunch of sheep in the midst of wolves. Uh, That is just a little bit frightening. You know why? Because wolves eat sheep. (laughs) But Jesus said, I'm sending you out in the midst of wolves to bear the good news of the gospel. And then the third week, he tells us, don't be afraid. In fact, in that segment we looked at three times, Jesus said, do not be afraid. You are in a hostile world, a hostile environment, but don't worry, I am with you. I am going to be with you. And anything God calls us to do, he equips us to do. And he has filled us with his Holy Spirit so that we can boldly go out into our world and make known the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, that brings us to the fourth message, not peace, but a sword. And Jesus speaks this in verses 32 through 39 of Matthew chapter 10. Are you with me? Let's look at it together. He says, therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his Father a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his very own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. So we've had our work boots on, our combat boots on. We've been told not to be afraid. And today, Jesus is telling us, follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. Heavenly Father, I pray that that would be our ambition today, our prayer, that we would simply follow you Wherever you lead us, whatever you ask us to do, I pray that we would be willing, ready, and able to do your good, acceptable, and perfect will. We ask all this in Jesus' name, and everybody said? Amen, Amen. good deal. My key verse that I want to reflect on is verse 34. Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Now, I don't know about you, but it's kind of tough for me to imagine Jesus with a sword we are so used to thinking of Jesus as this meek and mild man it's really hard for us to have this mental image of our Lord Jesus wielding a sword it sounds too violent way too extreme frankly it sounds dangerous why would Jesus meek and mild Jesus carry a sword Well, I think the answer in this passage is pretty simple and very clear. He carries a sword so that he can divide humanity. He wants to make really clear who is on his side and who isn't on his side. He wants the world to know who is on Team Jesus. He wants you to boldly wear his jersey, Team Jesus. And he also wants to know who's not on his team. Now, it's obvious to me today that there are many people wearing the jersey who really aren't on the team. You know, fair weather fan. Maybe you jumped on the bandwagon. And you're a Bengal fan. (laughs) But you really have never liked the Bengals before. (laughs) But you went and bought one of their jerseys, huh? Huh? Guys, let me tell you, the time is rapidly approaching when we'll all have to take a stand. Either stand up for Jesus or or sit down. In fact, this passage, this text forces us to think about whether or not we want to be on the Lord's team, especially when the going gets tough. And quite frankly, it's getting pretty tough. There are really three great movements in this text. It all starts with this confession. You either make the confession or you don't make the confession. If you make the confession, it leads to a division, and that division leads to a decision. Today Jesus asked each one of you this very personal question. How far are you willing to go with me? It's so what Jesus is asking you today. How far are you willing to go with me? Are you willing to go all the way? Are you willing to take up your cross and follow me? Are you all in? Will you proudly wear my jersey? Team Jesus. First there is this confession. It's found in verses 32 and 33. And, and as I read this, I want you to understand, Jesus is very literal with this. He's asking you this. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Period. Point blank. Jesus is kind of getting in our grill a little bit this morning. And he says, here's what it comes down to. You either confess me or deny me. No straddling the fence. You either say I'm on team Jesus or I'm not on team Jesus. And if you deny me before men, here are the repercussions of that. When you stand before Almighty God on the day of judgment, I will deny that I knew you. But on the other hand, if you are bold in your assertion of me, if you are bold in your confession of me, if you are not ashamed to stand up and say, I am a believer, I am a follower of Jesus Christ, even in the face of opposition, if you will make that bold statement, then guess what? When you stand before the Heavenly Father, I am proudly going to stand up and say, yes, I know him, I know her, They're one of ours. And you are to take this literally. You say, well, how hard is it? How hard is it to confess Jesus? Well, in some parts of the world, it's pretty tough. In an interview with CBN, Canon White, the pastor of the only Anglican church in Iraq, tells a story of four Christian young people, all under the age of 15 who were captured when ISIS took over their little town in northern Iraq. The terrorists demanded these four children say the words of conversion to Islam, or they were going to be killed. So in other words, they told them, you deny Jesus Christ, you say the words of conversion to Islam, and you'll live. If you don't do that, we're going to kill you. The children, all under the age of 15, all four of them, Colin recounts, they said, no, we love Jesus. We've always loved Jesus. We have always followed Jesus. Jesus has always been with us. We cannot deny Jesus. We're not going to do it. The the terrorists said, say the words, convert. They said, no, we won't. And what happened? Cannon White said all four of them had their heads chopped off. And then he asked the question, what do you do with that? I don't know, what do you do with that? Today in Syria, Christians are under attack by Islamic rebels. Recently, rebels uh, overran this historic Christian town of Malula, where many of its inhabitants speak Aramaic, which was the native language of Jesus. The AFP reported that a citizen was told to convert to Islam or be killed. He refused, and so they slit his throat. Now, guys, truthfully, I hope that never happens right here in the United States of America. But you know what? Danny, we're headed that way. And and that that could be a reality in a very short time in this country. But you know what? Every day, no matter what the circumstances, we are to confess Jesus. We are to boldly take a stand that, yes, I am a believer. Yes, I will follow Jesus. What does that look like? Well, let me tell you the story of this young man I know. Uh, Doesn't go to this church. But he's a good, good young man. His, his uh, parents are Christians. His grandparents are followers of Jesus. He himself is a great athlete and was following sports and uh, playing sports. And he was on a bus full of, of his teammates on this long road trip where they were going to play a game. And the coach got up in front of the bus and said, okay, guys, we're, gonna, we're just going to help uh, speed up the time here and just do a little dialogue and bond a little bit. He said, I want all of you to tell the story of how you lost your virginity. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the first person he pointed at was this young man. The story from his family is what was going on in his head. D- does he just simply make up a story to fit in and not be ridiculed? Because you're on the spot right there, man. And here's what he said. Well, I don't know because I've lost lost—I'm not lost my virginity. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And I believe what the Bible says, and therefore I have waited and kept myself pure for my wife on my wedding night. Dude, you know what he was doing? He was taking a bold stand and he was confessing Jesus in a hostile environment. Good for him. He's not in here today, but you know what? I can do this right here. Wow. Because he stood up for Jesus Years ago, I was, I was preaching the, the funeral of a church member, not in this church, Gary, it was in that other church, you know which one I'm talking about, and uh, the guy was a great guy, I mean, he, he never missed church, he was always there, raised his family in church, you know, I, I just thought he was a great follower of the Lord, he even paid, the, paid his tithe, I mean, goodness, this guy had it together. And I preached his funeral, and then uh, as preachers do, I went down and stood behind, beside the casket as, as people came by and looked in, make sure it was that guy that had died. And, and they usually shake the hand of the preacher when they do that. Y'all know, have y'all seen that happen? Yeah. Most of them do, some of them don't. Most of them say, Great job, preacher, some of them don't. But anyway, that's beside the point. This one guy walked by and he looked in the casket, and then he looked at me, and I'll never forget, he said, You know, I've worked side-by-side with this guy for years, and I never knew he was a Christian. Wow. What an indictment. Never let that be said about you. Every day, through your words, through your actions, through your life, you need to be confessing Jesus Christ. So that when the going really gets tough and the pressure is on and the heat is up, it will just be natural for you to stand up and confess Jesus Christ. Confess Jesus boldly today so that he may confess you before the judgment throne of God. Notice that this confession always leads to a division. Because that's when Jesus said, don't assume that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. So, so let me ask you, have you always wanted a non-confrontational Jesus? I mean, is that the kind of Jesus do you want? If so, you're going to have to look somewhere other than the Bible, because the genuine Jesus who smiles and makes everybody feel really happy, is no resemblance to the mighty Son of God who brought a sword to judge planet Earth. Does he bring peace? Now you're afraid to answer me. because. Does Jesus bring peace? Absolutely he does. And the peace that he brings will one day cover the entire earth. But that day is not this day. To quote a line from a famous old gospel song, this day the noise of battle, the next the victor's song. Today we're in battle. Today we fight. Today we put on the armor of God and advance against the enemy. Today we pick up our sword and we enter into the battle. Today we stand up for Jesus knowing that not everybody is going to like us and not everybody is going to pat us on the back for following Jesus and realizing that our greatest enemies may be those in our own household. I read this quote, and I think it's awesome. This is no time for lazy boy Christians. It's all hands on deck. Man the battle stations. Prepare for war. Or as Doug Wilson remarked, well-behaved Christians rarely change the world. Let that sink in. You need to get a little radical in your faith. You need to be willing to take a stand for Jesus even if you don't receive the applause of the world or your family don't be surprised if close friends and even family members ridicule you because Jesus said if you really make that confession there is going to be a division perhaps even in your own household and that division leads to a decision notice how Jesus put it in verse 37 through verse 39 The person who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. The person who loves son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever doesn't take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Anyone finding his life will lose it. And anyone losing his life for my sake will find it. I've got a little book in my library entitled The Hard Sayings of Jesus. And it catalogs all the difficult sayings of Jesus when he was on earth. This is one of those sayings. Would you agree with me? What Jesus is saying here is really, really hard to digest. Jesus said, you must love me more than you love your parents. And if you've had good parents like I have, boy, it's tough. Hey, do y'all know what tomorrow is? It's Monday. (laughs) Thank you, Ronnie. You're in trouble right now, man. Oh, you know what tomorrow is. Tell me what tomorrow is. It's Love Day. Love Day. It's actually mom mom and dad's anniversary. How many of y'all were married on Valentine's Day? Well, bless your hearts. Good for you. Mom and dad were married in in 1958, and... uh, that's a long time ago. And they look at them. They're still in love. What a great example. Huh? And let me tell you, I, I love my mom and dad. But Jesus has told me, you know what? You've got to love me more than you love your parents. This next one is really tough. You must love me more than you love your kids. Wow. I got three of the best, and and however good they are, those grandbabies are a step above that. (laughs) You know? You know what I'm talking about? Man, that's tough. Jesus said, you must take up your cross and follow me. Whatever that cross is, whatever that burden is, no matter how difficult it is, you've got to take that up and follow me. And then he said this, You can lose your life or you can find your life, but you can't do both. You know, in many ways, this is really hard to comprehend. If you love your parents or if you really love your kids, these are hard verses. They're difficult to understand. Perhaps the best way to think about them is to concentrate on that last part that Jesus said about saving or losing your life. He said anyone finding his life will lose it, and anyone who loses his life because of me, will find it. Now, what most people do is they try to find life. They go for the gusto. They want the best that this world has to give. Does That sound familiar? And if you find life in that scenario, Jesus said, you've really lost it. But if you lose your life, that is, if you give your life up for me and my kingdom, if you take up your cross and follow me, then you will save your life. In February 2015, Emily Phillips was diagnosed with cancer. She she really didn't know a lot about what was going on inside of her body. She just knew this. She didn't have very long to live. And so Emily wrote her own obituary. She penned her own obituary. After her death, it went viral, it went on the internet, thousands of hits. Maybe you even read it. Here was the first line in her obituary that she wrote She said, It pains me to admit it, but apparently I have passed away. <laughs> Later, she speaks about her various roles in life as a wife, a mother, a teacher, a friend, a grandmother. But, but then she has this telling sentence at the very end. So, I was born, I blinked, and it was over. I was born, I blinked, and it was over. What a way to sum up 69 years on planet Earth. It, it really reminded me of what James said in James chapter 4, verse 14. What is your life? It's like a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. It's like a vapor that appears on a window in wintertime and then vanishes away. When I was growing up in Midland, Texas, when mom and dad got married, he had a 57 Chevy. They got married in 58. Dude, I wish you'd have kept that, you know? (laughs) When I was born, they had a 60, I think 62, 63 Chevy Impala. I wish we still had that one as well. Huge windows in the side. And I can remember when when it was cold outside in the wintertime, I would, Freddie, I would blow on the window, you know, and it'd fog up. And then I'd, with my finger, I'd write my name or make a little design. But it wouldn't last very long. What did it do? It vanished away. And James is saying, that is your life. That's like your life. You're only here for that long, and then it's gone. Anybody know the name Charles Barkley? Great, great basketball player, now a news commentator. Pretty funny. He he likes to talk about aging athletes and say this about them. Father time is undefeated. (laughs) In other words, nobody stays in their prime forever, do they? They get old. Or maybe this George Bernard Shaw wisely observed, the statistics on death are quite impressive. One out of one people die. (laughs) Or as Hebrews 9.27 says, it is appointed unto men once to die. Dude, you're going to die. I'm not going to preach on this, but that next phrase says, and after this the judgment. That may seem like a downer, and maybe it is to some people. But really, all it is is sober reality. Did you know 150,000 people die every single day on planet Earth? That's 56 million deaths every single year. But those, those statistics just kind of numb the mind. I find it easier to think about what Emily Phillips said. So I was born, I blinked, and it was over. Hey, anybody out there? Yoo-hoo. When was the last time you were at a cemetery? Is it? I was at one yesterday, just so I could take this picture. Angie and I drove through this old cemetery, and, and I finally found this one. I, Dad, I like this one because the guy's name was Will C. That's my dad's name, Will C. Rising. Will C. Rising. I thought that was pretty cool because if he was a believer, he, he will be. I don't know anything about will C. Rising. It, it says on the top that he was our son, so I'm sure his parents were sad. Down at the bottom, you can't read it, but it says, gone but not forgotten. But I don't know, maybe he is today because he died in 1920. In fact, what it says on this tombstone is when he was born, 1874, and when he died, 1920. Those of you who are real good at math, you've already figured it out. How old was this kid when he died? I say kid because he was only 46 years old. You know what? That's what we see on tombstones. We see the the date or the year they were born and then the year that they died. And everything else is that dash. All those years, all, all the laughter, all the hard work. All the tears, all the traveling, all the moving, getting married, raising a family, building your career, starting a new job, building your nest egg, planning for retirement. And then one day, death knocks on your door. And what do you have to show for all of those years? Right there, this is all you get, a dash. So the question becomes, What are you doing with your dash? Right now, what are you doing with your dash? Jesus calls us from the cross, but he also calls us to the cross. Are you with me? A long time ago, we used to sing the the song, The World Behind Me, The Cross Before Me. You know that one? The world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me. Here it is, no turning back, no turning back. Jesus is calling us to that. He's calling us to the cross. He says if you try to save your life, you're going to lose your life in the end. But if you lose your life for my sake in the end, you're going to save your life. So, so I guess I need to ask you, is it really all worth it? I mean, is it worth it to serve Jesus? Only you can answer that for yourself. When we look at this world around us, we, we find a whole lot of reasons to get discouraged because let me tell you, it's, it's bad and it's getting worse. There are troubling times that we're living in. And it's true that, that Christians are under attack all around the world. But if we believe the Bible and if we truly follow Jesus, there's no reason to despair. I said this a few weeks ago and I really believe it even more today. No Supreme Court decision is ever going to put Jesus back in the grave. No terrorist attack can overturn the resurrection of Christ. They can burn our churches, but they cannot destroy the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christ has won the victory. Jesus is risen indeed. And nobody can put him back in the grave. And can I tell you something? Jesus is not intimidated by Congress or the Supreme Court or even by ISIS. At Kavanaugh Church, we preach a risen Christ who is coming again soon. We preach a Christ who can save anyone, including you. We preach a Christ who will one day rule the nations of the world. And what is Jesus saying to us today? Each one of you, he is saying to you directly, I want you to take up your cross and follow me. Nobody ever said it was going to be easy. Following Jesus isn't just fun and games. Sometimes the path is steep and hard and dangerous, but Jesus still calls you to follow him. So here's the question for all of us. How far are you willing to go with Jesus? Are you willing to confess him before people today? Do you proudly wear the jersey, Team Jesus? Are you all in? Boy, it's my prayer that you are. Because, Kavanaugh, these are our marching orders even as sheep in the midst of wolves we are not to be afraid and we are to confess Jesus that means today with your mouth you confess Jesus with your actions and your deeds you confess Jesus with the life that you live you confess Jesus So that when you die, everybody that walks by that casket says, Boy, I know where they are. Because they walked the walk and they talked the talk. Heavenly Father, it's my desire to follow you today. And I pray that that's the desire of everyone in this room. Lord, if there's anyone here today or watching online that has never They've never confessed Jesus as Savior of their life. I pray that today they would make that bold affirmation, that today they would receive God's gift of salvation. I pray that today we would believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord, for the rest of us who are believers, I pray that we would start acting like it, that we would wear the jersey but really mean it with our life. That we would be able and willing to confess you in any situation, even in a hostile environment. Dear Lord, I pray that there be others who come today and just pray for our church, that we be a a bold witness for you in Fort Smith in the River Valley. Lord, as you call, I pray that people would come and pray. And we dedicate this time to you. Have your will and your way in our lives for we ask it in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask that you stand with heads bowed and eyes closed. Praise team's going to sing. If you want to sing along, you can. The altars are open. Would you come and make that affirmation that I follow Jesus. Come and pray today. Let's all sing it together, okay? Sing it like you mean it. Give God a hand this morning, boy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You can be seated just for a second. A couple of announcements I want to throw out to you. Thanks for being here today. If you're a guest, uh, just join us at the Connect Counter out in the uh, foyer. We want to just share with you about our church, give you a gift, appreciate you being here. Don't forget what tomorrow is. It's the second time I'm doing this, guys, all right? Don't forget, it's Love Day, all right? So let's really love the the one you're with, all right? Love your spouse and let them know it. When you walk out the door today, please put your offering in one of those black boxes. We certainly appreciate that. Uh, Tonight, we're not going to have online Bible study. It will resume next Sunday night. Come back Wednesday night. We got cool things going on for all ages. In fact, in here, we've got... A really special service. Our teenagers are going to join us, all right? So teens aren't meeting over there. They're going to be in here. They're going to lead us in worship, and then Brother Nathan is going to preach. So uh, put that on your calendar. Be here. Next Sunday, for sure you want to be here, all right? Next Sunday, the 20th, is our dedication day where we're going to dedicate this building back to the lord Uh, we have uh, all of our contractors coming we're going to recognize them very quickly Uh, we have out-of-town guests coming who are going to be with us Uh, both praise teams are going to lead us in worship so it's going to be a really exciting service we're going to compress these rows and put more chairs in and we want to pack this place out all right so next sunday 10 o'clock is the only service we're going to have if you'd like to come at 9 o'clock and eat a donut, I think first service somebody said, are they sugar-free or calorie-free? They're whatever you want them to be, all right? We're going to have a bunch of them, though, Miss Angie. How, tell me again, how many dozen? Do you know? Don't, she won't tell me the number. There are going to be plenty of donuts, so some of you can have two or three if you'd like to, all right? We're just going to fellowship from 9 to 9.45. If you haven't had a tour of all the new building in our We Worship, we're going to take tours, uh, show you everything that's been done. Then at 10 o'clock, come in and have just a great day of worship, celebration, and dedicate this building back to the Lord. Sound good? Brother Johnny wanted me to... Mentioned to you that it's going to be a special day for kids and kids church and we worship he's invited some special guests brother johnny always has cool things going on so bring your kids early and let them participate in that i want you to know that tomorrow is love day but today is love day your love today our staff loves you i love you but most importantly god loves you all right so keep that in mind have a great day stay out of trouble